Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's Thursday, June 30th, 2022, and you have joined us for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It is, as I said, Thursday. Um, I had pre-recorded the last, oh, how many days? Six, six or so? <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah, six, um, because I was uh, out of town with, took the, the children out of town, gave them a little bit of break from uh, being intensively on uh, Naomi duty, <laughs> and actually little person duty, and uh, spent some time with family and was up at the hospital. Um, I So I didn't couldn't give you updates over the last couple of days. Uh, Dorothy is doing quite a bit better. Uh, she is eating pretty well and her, her blood numbers are looking better. Um, and she's walking with some assistance. So um, that's a little bit of a road, uh, but her blood, specifically platelet count and other things, aren't anywhere near where they want them to be. Um, you know, they were quite low from before. So um, they'll do another draw on Friday and we'll see see where we are there. So uh, no word on when she can be released at this point. I'm going to go up after we record today, after uh, this broadcast, and relieve Anne, because she's had a week where she couldn't go anywhere, uh, so she can come back uh, for the rest of the day. So we're back to that schedule. Um, I thank the uh, congregation for being patient with me um, as uh, we're doing kind of doing triple duty here, trying to work and also uh, provide um, assistance, you know, with the hospital. It's not good for Anne to try to do that all alone, and it's not good for the children to have to try to cover everything I'm doing alone. So it's been a little bit of a crazy time, but I appreciate your patience over the last couple of weeks with that. All right. So uh, let's see. See you checking in the chat. We've got Karen, Vicki, Don, uh, my folks, and uh, Karen, of course, is with Don. Yep. Yay for Dorothy. That's right. Uh, quite a quite a difference, really. Uh, Vicky notes about last night. Yeah, if you weren't able to attend, you can go uh, watch the sermon or um, the catechesis. Both are separate videos on uh, on YouTube, so that's the place to go find them now after the fact. And uh, I'm glad that uh, you appreciated those. Third article of the Creed is one of my favorite topics because I think it's one of the least well understood, so it's one of the most fun ones to teach. So you can go check that out. All right, good. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, memory verse for the week. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Romans 12, verses 17 through 18. All right. And then our psalm is Psalm 119. Uh, Tate and Yod, you have dealt well with your servant, O Lord, according to your word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe in your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. 
The insolent smear me with lies, but with my whole heart I keep your precepts. Their heart is unfeeling like fat, but I delight in your law. It is good for me that I was afflicted that I might learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Your hands have made and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. Those who fear you shall see me and rejoice because I have hoped in your word. I know, O Lord, that your just decrees are righteous and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. Let your steadfast love comfort me according to your promise to your servant. Let your mercy come to me that I may live, for your law is my delight. Let the insolent be put to shame because they have wronged me with falsehood. As for me, I will meditate on your precepts. Let those who fear you turn to me, that they may know your testimonies. May my heart be blameless in your statutes, that I may not be put to shame. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right. Our first reading today is from, again, the minor prophet Zephaniah, picking up where we left off um, on Wednesday, or Tuesday, I should say. Sing, O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your judgments. He has cast out your enemy. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall see disaster no more. In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Do not fear. Zion, let not your hands be weak. The Lord your God in your midst, the Mighty One, will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. I will gather those who sorrow over the the appointed assembly, who are among you, to whom is its reproach is a burden. Behold, at that time I will deal with all who afflict you. I will save the lame and gather those who were driven out. I will appoint them for praise and fame in every land where they were put to shame. At that time I will bring you back. Even at that time I will gather you. For I will give you fame and praise among all the peoples of the earth when I return your captives before your eyes says the Lord. All right, so we have Zephaniah being a, a prophet um, before the return from exile in Babylon, all right? Uh, so he's speaking of things to come. You know, on Sunday mornings, we've been studying Zechariah, which we'll resume on Sunday. Uh, and he is speaking from um, from the return uh, back to, well, not only to the people who are there, but also to those who are remaining in, um, who remained in Babylon and, and refused to come home. Uh, you know, Maybe for obvious reasons, they didn't want to, they just didn't want to move. Maybe they had their business set up, whatever it is, right? All right. Uh, we think of those exiles as being just like being thrown in prison. Uh, no, you're, you're, you're moved, you're transported, um, and you become really an, an economic migrant, you know? So you're looking, you end up, you know, move your business, move whatever, and just restart in a new country, all right? A little bit different than today. People tend to stay in the same country for generations, right? Many, many, many generations. Uh, maybe that will change, actually. Uh, but here, what's going on, right, um, is this promise that um, that they would return, that they would be returned, I should say, and that the Lord would comfort them who were afflicted. Right? So this will tie in really well with our reading for catechesis today from Luke, uh, which is the parable of the Good Samaritan, which is a, a foreigner who was um, cast out then who is restored and brought in again. A little picture of Israel, but picture of the Gentiles as well. All right. 
Uh, Eileen says, no Facebook, so found you uh, on YouTube here late. Yeah, uh, Facebook is a little tricky with its notifications. Uh, it does seem that it has, over the last, oh, I don't know, maybe week or more, it's been uh, unpromoting us, <laughs> even to those of you who have marked um, that you would like to see us um, promoted, you know, and see first and all of those notification options on our page. Um, it seems to be even ignoring those. So um, eventually we won't be on Facebook anymore for one reason or another. And uh, you'll just want to go to our website to watch it, which you can always do, by the way. Just go to sgjohnrandomlake.org, see the link down below, and uh, go to the media page under church. Audio video, I think is how it's labeled. And there you'll find the stream live, uh, regardless of whether it shows up on Facebook or YouTube or elsewhere. Okay? So it's always going to be available there. Good. So our reading for catechesis is from Luke chapter 10, picking up at verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw or saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So, which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he answered, or and he said, He who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, You go and do likewise. All right. Uh, very, very familiar reading. Um, I think one thing that you might want to note right from the get-go um, is the kind of question that the man asks, the kind of question he asks. And I think this is key uh, to our understanding. When you ask a, as my professor taught me, Dr. Masaki, uh, ask law question, get law answer. I'm mocking his Japanese accent. I'm not doing a very good job of it. Um, yes, ask a law question and you get a law answer. Right, And the law question here, of course, is what must I do to inherit eternal life? Right, That's the question of the law, and he's a lawyer. It makes sense. And so Jesus gives him a law answer. Do this, and you will live. Of course, that's not comforting, uh, but we'll get to that here in a minute. All right, so let's uh, work through some questions. Uh, as I just said, who came to Jesus? Yeah, it was a lawyer. Uh, and what questions does he ask? Specifically, he wants to know what to do to inherit eternal life. <laughs> okay, so we've already talked about what's wrong with this question, right? He's asking a law question. 
Um, but inheritance of eternal life, that's not that doesn't come by the law, does it? No, it comes by the gospel. It's a gift, right? So he wants to earn his salvation, his inheritance of eternal life, by works, by his works. All right. Um, so Jesus asks him, right, how he understood the law. Um, and, you know, and he does a summary, right? What are the two tables of the law? The first command, first, second, and third commandment have to do with, with God, right? And then commandments four through ten with the neighbor. So he rightly answers, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with your soul, with your strength, with your mind. And a second, right, is love your neighbor as yourself. All right, now we've talked about this before. What one word summarizes the commandments, whether it's um, those before God or those before the neighbor, which are also before God, of course. That's That word that's in both is love. You see that? Love the Lord your God and love your neighbor. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about this before, but love is not good news. <laughs> um, love is law, right? Uh, it belongs to covenants and to, to commandments. Yeah. Um, so like marriage um, is a covenant um, that is ruled by love, right? And love is in service. It's, it's acting in uh, faithfulness to one another. Right, faithful, loving kindness, serving one another, uh, belongs to the law. It belongs to a promise. Belongs to, or not to a promise, but to a, a to a covenant, to a a, uh, a vow, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, and what does Jesus then tell him? Of course, in verse twenty-eight, mm -hmm. he will live if he does this. Right? It's an if-then. Really, you have answered rightly. Do this, and you will live. Right? But then, of course, it begs the question: Can he? <laughs> Um, and the lawyer, of course, wants to justify himself in verse 29. And how does he want to do that? Well, we'll get to that in a minute. What does it mean to justify him, himself? To justify means, this is a heavy theological word, dikaiosune. It means to, or to, oh, excuse me, here's the verb. is to declare legally that the sinner is not guilty. To be justified is to be made right um, where there has been a wrong, right? So, to declare the sinner not guilty, um, but righteous. Of course, theologically, in the New Testament, it means to be declared righteous for the sake of Christ, right? For his shed blood, on behalf of his shed blood. All right, so he asks, who is my neighbor? Why does he ask that? Because he wants to limit um, the law, the law, right? And there is a limit, actually. Um, who is his neighbor? And who is your neighbor, then, by extension? Well, use the parable. It's anyone whom God has put in your path. Uh, whether he's a friend or an enemy, a believer, an unbeliever, it doesn't really matter, right? Anyone who's put before you at any given moment, right? So, of course, you have neighbors who live next to you, right? So, you're always in there kind of bumping into them. Um, it could be your con fellow congregants in the church. It could be um, the person who you meet in the supermarket, although we don't have one of those here. Well, whatever. Um you know, it, it could be the stranger. It could also be the enemy when you confront them. You're also commanded to love them, right? And that is to do what is in their best interest, to serve them. Okay. Um, all right, so then we have the parable, right? We have a certain man going from Jerusalem to Jericho. What's the importance of being between Jerusalem and Jericho, of all places? These are not uh, inadvertent uh, namings here. Jerusalem is the place of the temple, right? The place of mercy, forgiveness through the shed blood of the sacrifice and ultimately of Christ on the cross. Jericho 
right, was the city that was singled out for complete destruction when the people entered into the promised land, right? And it was a place of a curse where um, it was... Uh, it was a cursed place that if they tried to rebuild the city, whoever did, his sons would also perish, right? Which happened later on. All right. Um, so who might be this certain man that went down from Jerusalem to Jericho? Again, away from the place of mercy to the place of curse. This is the man, all those, I would say, who are truly justified. This man is justified. He trusts in, in the forgiveness of sins he's received in Jerusalem if you want to go that direction, right? And of course, uh, it begs the question, uh, who else fell among thieves, was stripped, and left for dead? <laughs> Not just the, uh, the, the man in the ditch here, but ultimately Jesus, right? And how did he fall among thieves? Jesus, pay attention to the Passion account, right? He was arrested as a thief. Um, a thief was released in his place, and he was crucified between Two thieves, all right? Um, all right, so we have the men who come by. Uh, the first is the priest, right? What's the significance of the priest? Again, he's the one who offered sacrifice at Jerusalem for forgiveness of sins, right? Uh, what about the Levite? Again, Jerusalem. Levites were those keepers of the temple. They were the, the, the whole priestly class that was responsible for the care, and uptake, up, uh, care of God's word, but also the temple and it, all of its vessels and whatnot. All right. And then we have a Samaritan, right? Uh, now, the history of Samaritans is interesting, Samaria. These were the people who are brought in to settle the land of the northern kingdom after they were deported, right? Um, and then they intermarried with those northern kingdom people who were already apostate um, who were remaining, right? So these are foreigners who have intermarried with apostate um, Jews, uh, which is why the Samaritans were so reviled in the time of Jesus, right? Um, and it says that the Samaritan saw him and he had compassion, right? Uh, that word is often attached to who? Well, to Jesus, right? Um, he sees the, 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 the widow at Nain and, and her dead son, and he has compassion on her, right? Um, and stops the funeral procession. Of course, then, who is the good Samaritan, really? The truly compassionate one? That would be Jesus himself, Right? rejected by men, one whom we couldn't even bear to look upon. Right? Then we have oil and wine used for his care. Not, well, uh, obviously both of these things are related to healing. These are uh, things that would be given to help one heal, right? I suppose uh, the oil, or excuse me, the wine is, um, well, in a sense, a pain reliever, I guess, Right. Um, just kind of dulls the, the sharpness of it. And then um, oil is used for healing as well. So you would anoint the sick um, because it cleanses, right? Uh, but, of course, both of these have spiritual meanings too, don't they? Oil is often connected to the gift of the Holy Spirit, right? So uh, often the baptized would be anointed as well with oil. Um, or priests and kings, of course, and prophets would be anointed so that they would, to fulfill the vocation uh, that the Spirit would give them. Uh, wine, of course, is attached to the sacrament, right? So we have the gift of the Spirit and, the, and of the sacrament. And then, of course, um, he's placed on an animal, right? Why? Because the man can't walk. And he can't take himself into the inn, right? But he has to be carried into, uh, spiritually speaking, the house of the church. Right? 
So I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him, but the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith, right? That's what's going on here. Beautiful, right? Because we have the end being the church. Um, And then, of course, the Samaritan departs, right? Just like Jesus, right? He brings us into the church and he departs, he institutes the church, really. And uh, the corollary in the actual events of Jesus' life would be the ascension, right? Um, he leaves, though, with two denarii, two gifts, in particular, uh, for the care of the um, the man who is found dead or dying, as the case may be, right? Uh, what two gifts, then, are given uh, by Christ in the church for your care? That would be your baptism and his body and blood in the supper, right? And of course, then, who's the innkeeper of the church, of the inn? Those whom the Lord has appointed for your care which would be his pastors. So, um, then he finally says to the uh, the lawyer who's been listening to this whole story, um, of course, who is the one, or who is the neighbor to the one who fell among thieves? And of course, the answer is the one who showed mercy, right? Which is, does mercy come by the law or does mercy come by the gospel, right? Is, the, is Jesus telling the lawyer to do something to be saved, go and do likewise? Uh, well, that is what he says, right? But um, I think that's a that, that's meant to convict this man of his um, lawlessness, of his lack of love and mercy, right? And what is he calling him to do and calling us to do? To believe in the one who justifies him by taking our place among the thieves so that he might bring him into the church, right? So the true neighbor um, is the Samaritan, right, who... Um, who justifies, who makes right, who brings into the church, who shows mercy. All right, so let's summarize it. This parable of God's desire to bestow mercy is a parable of God's desire to, to bestow mercy and salvation upon men. It's not a story about how we are to be better people, for then it would be a, it would be a positive response to the lawyer who wanted to justify himself. Our righteousness is from Christ alone. He is the merciful one who was kind and merciful to the Samaritans and spent a great deal of time among them, healing their sick, driving out demons, um, etc. To restore life to creatures of death, he was stripped, hung upon the cross, and buried in the tomb. Yet, he has arisen to pour the oil of the Spirit into our wounds in holy baptism and give us the antiseptic wine of of his blood in the Holy Supper. He has come into our world and called us by the gospel to bring us into the end of the church. There he pours upon us the abundant fruits of of redemption in the sacraments to care for us as his people. Through our innkeepers, the pastors of the church, he provides everything that we need for life as they call us to repentance and the forgiveness of sins. In Christ, we see the one who helps and supports us in every physical need. He is our neighbor who frees us to show mercy to our neighbors. Beautiful. All right. Our catechism for the week is the sixth petition of the Lord's Prayer. Let's say it together. And lead us not into temptation. What does this mean? God tempts no one. We pray in this petition that God would guard and keep us so that the devil, the world, and our sinful nature may not deceive us or mislead us into false belief, despair, and other great shame and vice. Although we are attacked by these things, we pray that we may finally overcome them and win the victory. All right, good. Let's sing our hymn for the week. Uh, Let's do stanzas one through three again.
entrust your days and burdens to God's most loving hand. He cares for you while ruling the sky, the sea, the land. For he who guides the tempests along their thunderous ways will find for you a pathway and guide you all your days. Rely on God your Savior and find your life secure. Make his work your foundation that your work may endure. No anxious thoughts, no worry, no self-tormenting care. And when your father's blinder, his heart is Do we have a commemoration today? No, we don't. All right. Very good. Let us pray. O Lord, since you never fail to help and govern those whom you nurture in your steadfast fear and love, work in us a perpetual fear and love of your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray this day for the church and our pastors, for all missionaries, teachers, deaconesses, and other servants of Christ in his church for the fruitful and salutary use of the blessed sacrament of the Lord's body and blood. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray today in Thanksgiving with Lisa, who celebrates her birthday, with Dennis, who celebrates his baptism. We pray for the households of our church, especially that of Deb, Michael, Wayne and Mary, Jim and Elaine, Rolf and Linda, and Jim. Pray for those ill, receiving treatment, or recovering, especially Marcella, Bev, Kelsey, Dorothy, Amanda, Dan, Brad, and Janet, Timothy, Pastor Kretschmar, Merlin, and Jim. Pray for our homebound, Bev again, Willis, Ed, Mickey, and Paul. Pray for the missions and mercy work of the church. Um, Yet this month, Sheboygan Hispanic Ministry. And we pray that the Lord preserve and increase amongst us gentleness. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, it's been a joy to be with you today to pray and to sing and to confess. I hope you can join us again tomorrow. We'll do the same tomorrow at 9 a.m., right? Central time. Yes, we're on central time. And uh, otherwise, uh, blessings to you. Thanks for your prayers for Dorothy. uh, And I'll see you again soon. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sherman Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.